The last words of any man are significant, but how much more when those last words are spoken by the God-man, the Lord Jesus? In today's study, we visit the cross and listen to the final words of Christ spoken just before his death. You will find that they hold tremendous truth and application for all of us who live on this side of the cross. Open your Bible and let's join Scott Pauley now at Calvary. Have you ever wondered what Jesus' voice sounds like? I believe it must be beautiful. It must be very distinctive. Uh, Someday we will hear it. I'm looking forward to that, aren't you? Uh, There's going to be a shout that rings out, and it will be his voice that we hear. And then it will be his face uh, that we see. In fact, I've thought about this even after the resurrection. You remember he He revealed himself to Mary in the garden. She didn't recognize him. Maybe it was because of the tears in her eyes, or maybe it was because she didn't recognize him in his glorified body. I don't know. Uh, But when he spoke, he spoke her name, one word. He said, Mary. Immediately, she knew who he was. See, there's no voice like the voice of the Son of God. And I wonder if we could hear him cry from the cross what that voice would have sounded like. We all understand that voices have different tones, And there must have been such a a pathos in his voice, such depth, such heart in all of his expressions. We're examining some of the earliest ones, and they're not insignificant. Remember John 19, verse number 20, he looks at his mother, and he says to his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, that is John, Behold thy mother. And then in the next verse, in verse 28, he cries out, I thirst, which for the record was a fulfillment of prophecy. Psalm 69, verse number 21, says that he's going to thirst. And guess what? He did. And he fulfilled prophecy. I'll tell you something else really interesting about this verse. The Bible says in verse 28 of John 19, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Did it ever dawn on you that on the cross, Jesus was never out of his mind? Never. Look, when people were crucified, um, very oftentimes the psychological suffering was so great, they lost it. Uh, the shock was so great, they were, they're speaking out of their minds. Jesus never spoke out of his mind one time. Every word he spoke, he's in his right mind. And I would go so far as to say every word he spoke was a spirit-inspired utterance. There's a reason why these sayings from the cross are recorded for us in Scripture, because there's a great message in these cries for us. We learned already that these initial cries reveal his humanity. But what else do these words reveal about our Christ? Well, I think they reveal his holiness. I think it's important to recognize what he did not say. There's no anger. There's no threatening. There's no cursing. There's no swearing. He's sinless. The only sin at Calvary was my sin and your sin. His words were carefully chosen. They were full of tenderness and truth all the way to the very end. So his words reveal not only his humanity, but his perfect holiness. They also reveal his deep hurt. We're not really studying this in this particular series, but physically Jesus was wounded in every way. Doctors say that there are five different types of wounds the human body can endure. And if you study carefully at the cross, Jesus had all five of them. But the hurt that comes out of Jesus in his expression is deeper than physical. 
Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. The deepest pain is not body pain. It is soul pain and spirit pain. It is emotional and spiritual. And the cries that Jesus made from that cross reveal a a depth of emotional grief and spiritual suffering that no human being has ever endured. And I'll remind you, he endured all of that for us. Uh, His thirst was not quenched so that ours could be. In fact, they, they offered him something to dull the pain a little bit. And in one of the gospel records, the Bible says he rejected it. Do you know why he rejected it? Because he wanted to take all of the suffering for our sin. He suffered all of your death, all of your hell, all of your judgment, all of the wrath of God so that you could take all of his salvation. Praise God for that. And the spiritual pain of that broken heart. You see, Jesus didn't die from a loss of blood. He died from a broken heart. That's why they didn't have to to break the legs of the Son of God so that he would asphyxiate and stop breathing. No, my friend, we'll come to this later in our study. But Jesus Christ was already dead. He died of a broken heart. His heart was broken for us. So his cries reveal his, his humanity, his holiness, his hurt. But they reveal one other thing, and this is really what I want to zero in on today. They reveal his, humili- his humility. Do you understand that at the cross, Jesus was humiliated in every way? He was mocked. We've seen that already. He was exposed, hanging there naked. He was subjected to the worst And yet, I want to say to you, it was not the people who humbled him. Jesus humbled himself. Let that sink in just a moment. Remember, he said, no man takes my life from me. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it up again. Someone wants to blame Pilate or blame the soldiers or blame the Jews. You missed the point. The greater truth, they were the They were the means by which he was put to death. But friend, the motive was the love of God. Jesus Christ humbled himself. Philippians chapter 2 tells us that. Philippians 2 verse number 7 says that he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. And became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So when you're looking at that cross and when you're listening to his cries, understand this, that the humility Jesus shows on that cross is the divine humility. It is the perfect man showing us what humility really looks like. It looks like a cross, death to self. He literally humbled himself to the lowest point. Look at the first cries again. Behold thy son. There there was no glory in that. He's drawing attention to the fact that he's a spectacle. He's a mess. Isaiah said his visage, his countenance, his image was more marred than any man. When they got finished with him, you couldn't even tell he was a human being. Behold thy son. That's humility. How about this? I thirst. Think of it. The God who created the world, the one who gives living water, did not have his basic needs met. He did not even have water to drink on that cross. He humbled himself to the lowest point, and he humbled himself to care for the needs of others. When he was in his most pain, when he was at his greatest suffering, what's he doing? He's caring for Mary. He's ministering still. What is this? This is our great high priest. 
I quoted it last study, but Hebrews 4.15, our high priest is touched. He's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He's touched for us. His cries touch the Father's heart in heaven. I believe that. And now his cries should touch us here on earth. Let me give you this parting word today because when you begin a study like this, it's very easy if you're not careful to get almost morbid, fixated purely on the suffering. I want to remind you of something, that we're getting a glimpse of who Christ is, but do not fret, this is not his final word. God always has the last word, dear listener. And the Lord's last word is not, I thirst. No, it is something much greater, much grander, and much more glorious, and we'll come to it very shortly. But every cry from the cross is necessary because every cry from the cross reveals to us more of the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. What a wonderful Savior we have. If you don't know him as your Savior, would you call on him now? Repent of your sin and take Jesus as your Savior today by faith. And if you do know him, I wonder today if you might just cry out to him yourself and tell him you love him for what he did for you on that cross. Can you hear the cries from the cross? In each of these Holy Spirit-inspired words, God has a message for us. We hope that through this study, you will come to know and love the Lord Jesus in a deeper way. For more information on a personal relationship with Christ or for helpful devotional resources, please visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will have access to hundreds of articles, full-length Bible messages, and the complete Enjoying the Journey broadcast library. Remember that only as you follow God's Word will you find Christ's joy.